hours. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, with my good friend Chris Michaels here on this lovely Friday. Going to bring Chris right on up because, boy, do we have a show for you. We weren't going to do one, Chris, because I'm down <laughs> here in Florida on vacation. But uh, the uh, the sickness uh, gods had a different plan for me. I am uh, currently in the condo. My children and my wife are enjoying Universal Studios without me because I have a fever. And uh, so today's show is going to be either I puke in the middle of the show, <laughs> uh, I run out of the room, or I pass out from exhaustion. It's going to be oh. one of those things. We'll see what happens. Mm, please don't puke. on. Ca- I, I don't want to see it. I, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't want you to, especially okay. since we're doing this live. So I'm going to put yeah. the thermometer in my mouth. And we're going to get a baseline temperature at the beginning of this show. And then we'll take it at the break and we'll take it at the end. How how have you been? I'm not so bad. Uh, But overall, I've been in a funk lately. You know, I'm just tired of talking about all this stuff. I need to get into different topics. You know, I brought up uh, in in my last podcast of the week, Nikki Haley, uh, because apparently the establishment Republicans want her to be out there in front and they want her to be the nominee in the worst kind of way. Uh, I think I brought this up last week or the week before. There was a flyer that was sent out by the Republican Party to all the Republican primary voters. And so you're supposed to fill in the bubble for who you think should be the nominee for the Republican Party. And they listed everybody. Donald Trump was, I think, the last one on that card. Uh, But Nikki Haley was number one. Now, at the time of them sending this out, nobody knew Nikki Haley. Nobody cared. But suddenly the Republican rhino leadership wants her to be uh, the top person. I mean, it's well, it's pretty simple. Why she sits on the board of Boeing? Yeah, <laughs> so, she's she's got all the money. Absolutely. Let's get a baseline yeah. here for everybody. We're at a hundred point four. Jot this down. All right, we're at a hundred point right. four to start the show. Now we'll see what happens to my temperature if you get me all upset and angry today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, think that'll happen. <laughs> so so uh, we'll get to Nikki Haley. I watched the debates last night. I didn't plan on watching the debates. I planned on being at a theme park, uh, but I ended up turning them on. And my my impression of watching them is the Republican Party is the puppy that's lost their way and doesn't know their way home. Uh, it's a bunch of individuals that are up on that stage fighting for some type of relevancy. And the fact of the matter is none of them are relevant. There is not one person on that stage that's capable of being the next president, which is why I saw today in the headlines, the Republicans are already trying to draft Yunkin into this race. They're trying to get oh. the, uh, yeah, exactly. They're trying to get Virginia leadership involved here. Um, apparently, uh, there is now a push for Yunkin to take shape as donors uh, are growing alarmed of the Republican field. Billionaire backer Petterfee assures them money would be there, and Bill Barr tells them he should put his oar in. So I think it's going to happen. Well, this is the same thing that Rush Limbaugh used to talk about all the time. 
And it's these Republican strategists always try to push the Republican Party towards the middle. And then you get these mushy policies that only end up being Democrat policies. <laughs> so, right. I mean, when and, and Nikki Haley, uh, I went back, I found a, a, an article from Vogue back in 2012 where it talks about how the Tea Party – who basically supported her was really disappointed in what she was doing, specifically supporting Mitt Romney back then. So if you want this person that sits on the board of Boeing who hates Trump, I mean, she, she white says, well, she doesn't say hate, but she does everything but say hate Trump. Uh, she is a Mitt Romney Republican and uh, come on. Like, does she, what does do she you put do think? Does she put a live dog on top of her car and drive 200 miles? Do you remember, oh, I'm remember sure when Mitt Romney does. did that? Yes. <laughs> what an idiot. I, <laughs> but, I mean, let's look at it another way. You've got the mainstream rhino Republican leadership that is pushing these people towards a mushy center policy, which is really just Democrat policy 15 years ago, Right. And now they're pushing Yunkin in there. Now they're pushing Nikki Haley. They don't care. It's they they no. understand it's the it's the uniparty. Right. And by the way, the voters that they're trying to cater to and get votes from are Trump voters. There's no way that you're gonna convince me when all of these Republican strategists come out and say, well, fifty percent of Republican primary voters don't want Trump. Uh, then how is he up 50% above the top contender after Trump? That doesn't make sense. They're, they're that, playing with that, games. And it also just shows you how bad the Republican field is, the fact that Trump has that type of lead. And these rest, uh, these other individuals on the stage are just minor parties characters. Now, did you see Fox Caricatures. News? Irrelevant Caricatures, exactly. You know, <laughs> Christie the other night with his uh, Donald Duck line, Trying to sound like he's actually funny and relevant, like that guy must have rehearsed that no, joke what ten of, times. Like he did it in the mirror, like. But it's so awkward and cringy. It's like this it's person joke. trying to be like, "Oh yeah, Donald Duck." Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> down here. What garbage is this? I'm down here in Disney right now, and Donald Duck hasn't been relevant even in the Disney world. My son just got his photo with him a few days ago, and uh, I'm not sure that Donald Duck has been relevant since DuckTales. So uh, it's such a dated <laughs> reference by Christie that it just it shows you how out the lunch he is. At least the Biden team has memes being made that are in 2023. <laughs> he's got the laser eye memes. He's, he's, he's on top of things. You know, his team's at least uh, playing. Which they the, stole from Trump anyway. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They, they, but that, that was the point of it, to, to troll him a little bit. Did you see the big winner, though, after the debates on Wednesday night? Because there was a big winner, and Fox News made this person a big winner. And it really makes me question Sean Hannity some more. Uh, but now I'm convinced Joe Biden's not running for president because, did you see it? I'm going to guess that you didn't. I'm going to say it has to do with Newsom. Yes, it does. Gavin Newsom appeared on Sean Hannity, right. giving his play-by-play -play and trashing the entire Republican cast, calling them running for vice president, that that's all they were, saying that Ron DeSantis took the bait when he decided to debate Governor Newsom, saying, I wasn't even the race. That shows you what a loser he is, the fact that he wanted to debate somebody not in the race, which tells me even more so. 
he's going to be in the race. If Yunkin can get in now, then get, Newsom can put his hat in the ring. And I'm also hearing that uh, Kennedy, Eric Clapton just raised like $2.5 million at a fundraiser for him. I think the Democrats are going to be a more contested race than what people had expected. Now, I you could so. look at you could look at the fact that they tried to impeach Biden today, and that was a disaster. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's happening whatsoever because they have no uh, material witnesses for this case. And uh, they're, they're getting land blasted for it. It's like when you have this many years. Sure, we have documents that are showing that money got sent to Hunter Biden. We got documents showing that they got sent to the House. But where is the material witness that you need in order to make a slam dunk case? They don't have it. I See, I don't know. Because what the Republicans seem to be doing is drip, drip, drip releases of this information. So if you release and drop all this info now then you give Biden and his team enough time to counter all of it come next year. So rather doing that, I think what they're trying to do is ultimately have more and more damaging things come out next year so that he can't respond to it effectively versus any Republican candidate. And the funny thing about the Democrats is that, or or I should say it this way, the funny thing about Newsom and Trump is that isn't his son engaged to Newsom's ex-wife? Yes. So do you really think there's that much enmity between the two? I would probably right. say no. Right. <laughs> I'm just pretty sure they're okay with it. <laughs> Controlled opposition. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, <laughs> come yep. on. And it was funny, too, speaking of those impeachment hearings, did you see the way that Democrats were just reacting to all of this? Like you had that one Democrat woman who, instead of actually talking about the Biden impeachment, she just starts reading off all of the allegations against Trump. And- exactly. <laughs> he's got 91 counts, but I can't read all 91. Meanwhile, she's like, I hope that my father loves me the way that Donald, uh, yeah, Donald, the way that Joe Biden loves his son. Uh, yes like why would you say that especially if you read ashley biden's diary where she talks about biden walking into the shower with her and she would say i only took showers really late at night when i knew he was in bed sleeping yep that's that's your role model (laughs) a pervert a borderline pedophile probably if we ever found evidence of it no, no, I won't go. I won't go that far. I will let you make that statement. I said borderline. Um, I didn't say wait for the lawyers to show up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say definitive, definitively. I said borderline. What would you I say when you're sniffing kids, sniffing kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. So I, I want to get into you know something that is bothering me right now. So I'm sick, and uh, I'm sick. Likely with COVID and tired, but I I, I (laughs) likely have COVID. I likely have COVID. Why do I say that? Because um, when I got the vaccine, I went into like these convulsions and shaking. And when I got COVID like six months after that, I had the convulsions and shaking. And yesterday I got the convulsions and shaking, which I only get from these, that type of thing. So I'm guessing that that's what I have right now. People are saying to me, Oh, are you going to go get tested? No, no, I'm not going to go get tested. And I think that this is an interesting 
place where we are right now as a society because we spent so much time worrying about people spreading COVID and going from place to place. And I'm conflicted on whether or not we should be concerned at all about COVID-19 or not. And I'm going to lay that out for you and I would like you to respond to it. So I've been following Dr. William Mackis. He's been on my show. And Dr. Mackis has talked about turbo cancers and he's been linking this to the vaccines, specifically people that had the BioNTech, Moderna, Pfizer vaccines. There's lots of doctors in Australia that are dying right now. Um, he's been covering the pilots that were mandated that have had medical emergency events. And so there seems to be a lot of evidence that's out there that possibly people have been harmed by the vaccines in bad ways. But then there's the other evidence that also shows that long COVID and the spike protein can do really bad things to the organs and soft tissues. So therefore, anytime you're getting COVID, if this is to be the same type of belief that you have in the other, which I believe that we should believe both of these things, I think they can both be true, then should I be more concerned the fact that I have COVID or should I just go, YOLO, you only live once and uh, <laughs> roll the dice and let the chips fall where they may. And so I know you've covered the mRNA stuff as recently as uh, Wednesday of this week. I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are. Like, should we be more concerned about people getting sick with COVID or is it kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't? Uh, well, see, there, there's a lot to all of this. So the first thing is if you have not been injected, then your chances of overcoming whatever it is that you've got are a lot better than if you were injected. Um, and that's just statistical data now that's been coming out. Uh, I think Peter McCullough brought that up a couple of times last week, and uh, a lot of people have done that too. Um, now, there was also something from Sky News that came out this week, long COVID risks are distorted by flawed research study finds. So everyone out there claiming that they have long COVID, or maybe not claiming that they have long COVID, but are categorized as having long COVID, they're probably in the wrong category. So you have a lot of hypochondriacs out there that say they've got long COVID. And these are the same people that you saw walking around with a face shield and three masks on and not letting people in their homes, not leaving their homes, you know, those kinds of people. We all know them. Um, but there was a problem with what they considered long COVID. And basically, if you had any symptom whatsoever, you could be considered to have long COVID. So there's a lot of funniness going on with that term. What I would consider long COVID is possibly somebody that got injected with these spike proteins and being that it manipulates your mRNA and your DNA we don't know how long your body is going to continue to make these co these spike proteins. And being that it does manipulate your DNA and your mRNA, then you don't know if your body is ever going to stop doing that. So when I hear people getting sick now, I hear both sides. I, I hear a lot of people, yeah, and I, in my area, a lot of people are getting sick now. They're sick for about a couple of days and that's it. So it looks like it's mild, whatever it is right now. But 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 here's the here's the the thing. When talking to Dr. Mackis and talking to Dr. McCullough, 
you know, they'll both tell you that one of the great things that they can do now is they can do uh, an autopsy where they can scan the organs for the spike protein specifically. And they can tell whether it was vaccine related or they can tell whether it was COVID related. What they find? And it's, it's coming up as both. Really? Uh, there is uh, spike protein related from the vaccine and they're also seeing long COVID. There are people that have not been vaccinated that they're finding the spike protein in heart tissue that had heart attacks. Um, so, right. That makes sense. So, so the, the question would be then, if it's people that haven't been vaccinated, mm -hmm. they get COVID and they die of a heart attack and they find the spike protein in the heart tissue, right. did, the heart t did, the, did COVID cause the heart attack or was it their poor health that caused the heart attack? Well, let's take this one step further. Do you remember the story that came out last week about the woman who was pregnant, got injected, didn't have any adverse events, gave birth, and then her child suffered adverse events to the breast milk? I missed that's that shedding. story. No. There's, that's shedding. Okay. Right. And in the trials or in the FDA documents that came out on uh, Cominardi, which is the approved version of the Pfizer vaccine, which... I, as far as I can tell, it's still not being produced, right? It's an experimental version of Cominari that's available. They talk about how this stuff sheds. So mm -hmm. an injected person can transfer the spike proteins and the mRNA to an uninjected person, and it can do it through exhalation, just being close to somebody. They give an example of, of somebody having an affair and bringing the vaccine spike proteins back to their partner, their original partner, their married spouse. So when I hear this kind of stuff, my first thought is that, is this person married to somebody that did get injected or do they work with somebody that has been injected or a lot of people that have been injected and are we looking at a shedding incident? So that's where my mind goes to all of this. Now, is the spike protein deadly? Obviously, because they're finding it in people that have suffered some kind of heart condition. But m that's where my mind goes. Is this person working around all of these people? And I'll get well, to turbo cancers whenever you want. Yeah, well, we're also seeing that strokes are up, that people under the age right. of 40 are having strokes at alarming rates. And this could be vaccine related, or it could also be long COVID related. And I guess here's what's kind of annoying me about this conversation of having some time to think about this. I used to be a big advocate for saying that this was a bioweapon and they wouldn't tell us it's a bioweapon because then that means all the world's governments would have to pay out an insane amount of money. It would start a global war with the uh, countries that develop this whether it's the United States and China working together, but the rest of the countries would demand that they be compensated, would financially ruin those responsible for it. Now, if you believe that this was educated within a lab in order to make it more contagious, more deadly, then you should be concerned that now we're giving these vaccines that are mutating it. We're giving medications that are causing mutations as well, because that just came out. And, if you think it's a bioweapon, how come people have just forgotten that they thought it was a bioweapon? And now they're just like, eh, whatever. Because I think that's a big deal. Why, how is it that people have just shrugged this off and are like, oh, it doesn't matter? That I don't know. I, I would attribute that to the human condition. If it's not in front of them, then they don't think about it. I mean, 
I'm still pretty pissed off about the whole thing, and I still would lean in the direction that it is a bioweapon. <laughs> now, right. as far as a bioweapon is concerned, I think, if we're going to go down that road, I think what it really is meant to do is to be a slow-acting bioweapon, especially when you start to consider the World Economic Forum's Agenda 2030 and the UN's Agenda 2030 and all that stuff. They can't sit there, inject a whole bunch of people, and have everyone that's been injected die within two weeks. You can't Correct. do it. It's way too obvious, right? <laughs> so what you have to do is you have to sit there, create the idea that basically the flu is this new crazy bioweapon, insert the bioweapon into certain areas during flu season, and then you inject people with these gene therapy prophylactics. Oh, and by the way, you don't know what the amount of the gene therapy is because it's a trial right. period under emergency use authorization. You could be getting and, saline. And did you say that those that are getting the flu shot are 33% more likely to get a severe infection of COVID-19? Wow. What are the odds? I what haven't gotten a flu shot. I don't think ever. I, I never will. So What's also concerning to me about all of this is that, you're, like you said, you're starting to see these turbo cancers come out, especially in kids, like kids, 20-year-olds, adults, young right. adults, military-aged males. And I brought this up day one when all this stuff started to come out, I think probably before you even knew about me, um, where what you're seeing with these injections is that you're giving people VADES. You're essentially creating immunodeficiency in all of this. At least that's from my from my side of the spectrum. I don't want to say anything definitively, but that's what it looks like to me based upon my research. And what that does is what? It enables them to cull the population to meet their population negative growth goals, for the lack right. of a better term. Right. And you even had the Pope come out and say that we need to do something about population control this week, too. So, if the Pope. Well, you know, I mean, we're, we're seeing studies like this. This is uh, Dr. Uh, Mackis. Uh, he put this out, and you've heard him on my show probably a couple months ago. Um, 54 cases. And he says that out of 180 Canadian doctors who died unexpectedly since COVID 19 rolled out, 42 of them had cancer. Now, this guy is one of the leading cancer doctors in Canada, Dr. Mackis. I mean, he is the guy that doctors go to when they need their cancer treated. He's an expert in all of it. So if he's putting this together and, you know, you can go to this vigilantnews.com. He put this article out where he's documented August 6th, uh, September 15th. He goes through the different parts of the headlines of it. It certainly seems like there's something to now he, he would be the first person to also say to everybody, there's no such thing as an actual term turbo cancer that as an oncologist, he, he, right. he wants to make sure that people understand that it's the word that he's using because in his practice, he's seen uh, cancers that he normally would say, Oh, I got three weeks to figure out how I want to tackle this. And in three weeks, the person's got like a week left to live. He doesn't have time to treat the cancers. That's why he's calling it turbo cancer. Right, because it's a, it's essentially immunodeficiency. So Correct. If, do you remember that Italian doctor 
that I referenced sometime. Um, he was, I think he was, I think that he became prevalent in the nineties. The whole story is, is that his wife had terminal cancer and he did everything in his power to treat it in the conventional ways. So chemo and all the rest, right? The, the cancer didn't go anywhere, stayed where it was. So he said, I'm going to look at this through a new lens. I'm going to pretend I do know nothing about what cancer is and I'm going to start from scratch. His conclusion was is that cancer is basically a fungal bloom. And that mm -hmm. fungal bloom arises from various ways. It could be that you live in a certain area with electromagnetic frequencies. It could be the food that you eat. Could, God knows what, right? But for some reason, your immune system is not able to keep this fungal bloom <laughs> in check. And also there's been a, a lot of – well, before I go on, with the cancer, with the Italian doctor – it's it's basically that your immune system has a problem with the fungal bloom its immune system is, is weakened and so you need to have some strengthening of the immune system his way of dealing with it was injecting basically baking soda into the tumor because his right. thesis was that the tumor is the body's way to contain the fungal bloom so you don't want to destroy the tumor because it's containing the fungal bloom but if you inject a baking soda like concoction into the fungus into the uh, into the tumor that's containing the fungus, it will destroy the fungus and your body will naturally get rid of the tumor since it's an, a, a, a response to something. Um, but then you also see these studies about ivermectin. So why would ivermectin be such a good combatant against cancer? And so now you, now you have people looking into, well, hey, wait a minute, is, is cancer actually some kind of parasite or adverse event from having parasites. So that's something I haven't really looked into, but I've seen enough about it to make you go, huh. The yeah. NIH even came out with studies about ivermectin and cancer, and they found positive results that ivermectin works. Well, the doctor that you're talking about, he actually received five years in prison. Yes, uh, I know. <laughs> for, <laughs> for treating the cancer with bicarbonate of soda. Uh, he was disbarred, and uh, they stripped him of being an oncologist. Of course. Which Wouldn't is you crazy if you were the because, government? <laughs> yeah, but he was an actual oncologist. I mean, like, it's not like this guy was, you know, a chiropractor that's like, oh, you know what? I know what's, I'm going to treat cancer. No, he was an oncologist. He, he right. was an expert in his field. That That's ridiculous. Imagine this. Uh, or imagine yeah. either one of those two, two scenarios where it's a fungal bloom mm -hmm. or it's a result of uh, parasites. It could be parasitic waste, you know, because parasites are living beings, so they create waste. Or right. it could be your body not being able to combat the parasites and keep them in check, because I think 80% of Americans have parasites in their bodies. Right. So either one of those scenarios, if they're true, have really, really cost-effective solutions. In other words, baking soda or ivermectin. You don't need chemo. You don't need uh, all of these organizations. We're going to fight cancer. You don't need to wear pink in football season. You need baking soda and ivermectin. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, if these are true. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense if ivermectin would work just from HPV, right? It's a virus that's causing cancer later in life. That was what the whole uh, vaccine was made of. Now, what's interesting about this is if you think about um, HPV in the terms of oral sex as well, it also explains why oral cancers are up in men, while cervical cancers are up in women. Mm 
And so there's a viral uh, impact that's having on people's health that would certainly tie together and would make a case that it is a viral uh, infection, but could it also be fungal in some way, shape or form as well, given kind of the bodily fluids of what can be there? Um, that, that's kind of an interesting point there too. That is, that is. It also is an interesting point uh, because men are a lot more uh, caretaking in the bedroom, apparently, if they're getting more, you know, cancer in the mouth than women. I mean, so <laughs> <what kind> <laughs> they're a lot more attentive to their partners. Than <laughs> oh, my. I'll tell you what. That, is it that, sounds like it, that sounds like it's time for me to take my temperature while you uh, why are you, while you tease out what's coming out talking about this. <laughs> and now you got a mouthful and you're trying to speak with a mouthful after that you gotta mm -hmm. stop just enough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also it's also worth acknowledging um what's been going on with these with these turbo cancers too when when they're when they're talking about a turbo cancer it's like you said it, it it is just going all over the place all over the body really quickly in times that they didn't expect for it to happen. So that's just another piece of evidence that this stuff that they've injected people with has demolished potentially their immune systems. And so now things like a cold, things like uh, the flu, pneumonia, that is what's really going to start causing problems. What's the result? We're at 100. Oh, you dropped 0. 0.4 I, degrees. I dropped 0. 0.4. See, America emboldened is good for me, Michaels. We are uh, <laughs> we're making progress here. This is making this is making the COVID go away. See that? If you listen to America emboldened, your COVID fevers will go away too. We're doing this for science. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. All no, right. you're good. Why we, you're good. Why don't, why don't we take a break there? That, that sounds like a great place to take a break, everybody. Make sure you guys go over to the AmericaOutloud.news page where you can check out uh, all of my colleagues' work as well as the America Out Loud talk radio network. You can download the app America Out Loud Radio that's available in all of your app store devices. As well as you can go to AmericaOutloud.store where you can support all the different uh, – sponsors for the network and help keep the network afloat in the meantime you can go over to buy me a it's a buy me a coffee i think it is buy me a coffee i got to think about that see this is what you know COVID on the brain does uh <laughs> buymeacoffee.com backslash bold america and that's a quick way you can support my show we'll be right back after the break everybody AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of the toxic spike protein. 
Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here with Michaels and Bolden. This lovely Friday. Thanks for joining us. Now, the first half of the show, we talked a little bit about the vaccines. We talked a little bit about mRNA, turbo cancers, and everything else. But now we're seeing a push to get people vaccinated once again, despite the fact that it doesn't stop you from getting infected. We now know that the vaccines aren't 100% at anything. They're not 90%. They're not 80%. In fact, they do a really crappy job in keeping the spike protein completely out of your body. You're still going to get infected. Uh, the difference is they say that it keeps you out of the hospital, reduces the risk of death. But there still are no great studies that actually show that that is correct outside of 10 mice. Uh, that is a fact. You can look that up as well. And so I thought it might be a good time to bring this music video that I worked on about two years ago out on um, brush the dust off so you guys can see it because this was a good, uh, good spot of where the country was. And I'm afraid, Michaels, this might be where the country is headed once again. Uh, so let me play this for you and then get your reaction to it. This is uh, a video called Canned in the USA. It's based off of uh, Banned in the USA by Two Live Crew which was based off of Born in the USA by your favorite artist in the entire world, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, the boss. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. So, so here's the video. Let's see, see what you think of it. Here we go. Let's hit the play button. Government of the people. By the people. For the people. We have a, a community trying to dictate its moral standards upon the uh, population. I don't like to see anybody else get hurt when they don't have to. You know, you have to blood of Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X, and Gandhi, and all those that came before us. Hunting through our veins. Act accordingly. Then I'm not anti-vaccine. I want safe vaccine. We've got lack of discourse. What is? Question all their narratives. Corrupt politics and a lot of big pharma. Locking down folks does a lot of big karma. What a joke. What a little wall. Come to senses, one and all. Stand taller and never end. 
for broken families, broken friends. Freedom of speech will never die. MRNA. Step aside. Know your rights, prep to defend. Gonna get a lot of spin from your CNN. Right to life, to live, pursuit. Happiness, time to take root. Listen up, y'all, to what we say. We won't get canned in the USA. given to us by brave men and women who sacrificed everything. The First Amendment gave freedom of speech. Now you're saying it doesn't include me? Can't eat without your passes? You and your coach, shove it up your ass. Think CDC will ever quit? I think it sounds like terrorists. Threat levels, scary rants. Every month, new variants. First they came to grab the unvaxxed. Only safe till your next jab. Rising up on election day. We'll see who's king in the USA. establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That uh, that music video took so long for me to, to for me to put that together. I I think I probably put uh, I want to say somewhere about two hundred hours into that video. There's so many two Easter hours. eggs. Hours. Yeah. There are so many Easter the, eggs in that. Uh huh. I was trying to read the 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 news articles as it went oh, by. 
every news article is completely on purpose with relevant of information for the conversation. <laughs> and the headlines are all sarcastic, tongue in cheek little headlines. Um, yeah, so I actually, let me ask uh, you this. Yeah. You did this. You did the yeah. song. You did the cover yeah. of a cover of a cover. Yep. And what made you get the injection? <laughs> so I did the song after that. No, um, after that. Yeah. So the, this song was after. This was uh, 2021. Buyer's Remorse? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely had Buyer's Remorse because I had the horrible reaction to it afterwards. Um, you know, going into convulsions afterwards, that wasn't fun now, whatsoever. So Now, now yeah. when you say convulsions, I mean, are you talking about, like, really bad, bad, bad convulsions? Uncontrollable? or was Uncontrollable. Like I, I, I could, I could, so I was standing. I, I thought I told you the story before, but maybe I just told it on my show. Um, I was standing about eight 30, uh, that night I got it at 12 30 in the day, eight 30 that night. I went upstairs. So I wasn't feeling well. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take a shower, get ready for work the next day. It was a Sunday going into Monday. <clears throat> and, uh, I was just kind of not feeling myself. And I was like, let me text my wife that I'm just not feeling right. So I picked up my phone and when I went to hit the buttons, my fingers wouldn't line up to the letters. Ugh. And so my coordination was completely off. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I'm like shaking as I'm trying to get it. And next thing I know, I, I lost control of my legs. Um, and then my entire body, I just started shaking. My wife came up, got me under covers, um, eventually made my way into the bed, continued to shake uncontrollably for about two hours. Um, after that, I got a horrible headache, like the worst headache I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, did not go to work the next day, obviously, because I, I didn't sleep till like four o'clock. In the morning, woke up the next morning around seven, had a horrible headache that lasted the entire next day. And then by Tuesday, I was finally feeling a little bit better. Uh, then after that, I started having cardiac issues and the high blood pressure and everything. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I firmly believe that I was vaccine injured or had an adverse reaction to it based upon the fact that i take beta blockers every day now for my blood pressure because that's it's insane. high yeah that's insane <laughs> so yeah, my other I worry didn't, i didn't have i didn't have a choice though i didn't want to get a vaccine i just it was either i go back into work and i contribute or i have to work from home and then worry about my job being given to somebody else um so i was really coerced into it i hear a lot of those stories and if if I could get some kind of accommodation, then I'm pretty sure like you could have too. You might have you might have had to pull some strings and right. really hold these people <clears throat> accountable to all of uh, to all of their policies because you have to follow their policy to the T with all of this. So here's here's my other worry mm -hmm. that they're they're pumping out these boosters. And are these boosters going to be the only way for some of these vaccinated to survive? What do I mean by that? I mean, no, assuming that VADES, vaccine autoimmune deficiency, you know, is true, right. is the only way for the immune system to be on par with the bare minimum of healthiness is to get one of these boosters. In other words, they've created an addiction-style mentality and an addiction uh, market strategy so that everybody that's been injected has to keep getting this stuff just to remain semi-normal. That's my fear. I haven't really gone into that, but that's what I fear. 
See, my fear is more, uh, you know, I, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So Jason Kelsey is uh, a beloved player um, in the city of Philadelphia. After they won the Super Bowl, he donned the Mummers outfit and gave an impassioned speech in front of over a million people. His brother and him started a podcast uh, about a year and a half ago. And that podcast is now one of the top podcasts in the world, New Heights. I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of something that's going on right now. And it's the reason why I'm, I, I wanted to play that song and bring people's attention back to mandates of vaccines. About three weeks ago, Travis Kelsey became the spokesperson for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals oh. to start doing the rollout for the new vaccines and say, I can do two things at once. Hmm. And so in this, he was telling everybody that um, you can get your flu shot. And at the same time as your flu shot, you could get your COVID-19 shot. Have you seen that commercial? What a deal. And no, I haven't. Okay. So I think, uh, you know, let's bring that commercial up for everybody real quick. Now, uh, isn't so you can see he... that as well. Well, isn't let's not he... go there yet. Let's not go there yet. Isn't because, he? Isn't he? <laughs> we'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. Because this connects really well with whether or not the wool's being pulled over everybody's eyes. If, if, you're, if you're following where I'm going with all this. Sure. So, so here is his video. Uh, Visor, share and play. Oh, it's a. It's Travis, a did you know you can get this season's COVID nineteen shot when you get your flu shot? Oh, two things at once. Two things at once. <laughs> two things at once. I'll have the two things at once, please. Now back to two things at once. <laughs> Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. So you can get the visor, COVID-19, and your flu shot all at once. Two things at once. But you know what else is two things at once right now with Travis Kelsey? I think you wanted to tell listeners. No, I don't want to anymore. You had your chance. You tell it. All right. So Travis Kelsey's <laughs> now linked to likely the most viral person in the entire world. More viral than the Pope, more viral than any president, more viral than the NFL themselves. With almost 275 million followers, the Swifties mm. are completely enamored with the fact that Taylor Swift showed up to a Travis Kelsey football game last weekend and cheered him on from the press box because they're now dating. Two things at once. Now, it seems to me that Visor either knew that they were going to be dating or visor just won the Olympics when it comes to, or they, they're great at betting when it comes to getting the right person in a commercial at the right time. Now, if you know, commercial production schedules, that thing had to be filmed weeks ago, if not months ago. And so you mean to tell me that this Travis and Taylor thing is brand new. I got news for Swifty fans and for Kelsey fans. I think this is an arranged marriage, so to speak, and they're cashing in. So I'm very concerned. We're going to be back to mandates. We're going to be back to a larger thing as we get into this election cycle with what I'm seeing with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. 100%. And it, it really concerns me. The fact that no one else is talking about the fact that visor selected the golden boy before the dating was official. And then it makes me wonder, is Taylor Swift a pawn 
and being propped up by somebody uh, getting paid to be a part of this relationship as well. Uh, and is it all a show? Is any of this actually even real? Or is this playing on people's emotions because they know that they will be the power couple in order to be able to influence more and more individuals? Uh, and so that that's what's on my mind with all this. Well, I mean, you know, I've always contended that everybody in a powerful position or most people in a powerful position, the reason why they always get caught cheating on one another is because they know behind closed doors that they have an open marriage and what they're engaging in is a power couple. Like you said, like Beyonce and Jay-Z, I don't know about you, but if, could you imagine waking up next to Jay, uh, Jay-Z? I mean, the guy doesn't look good. And now imagine doing that for the rest of your life. I mean, there's <laughs> got to be a paycheck involved here. So when we're talking about this, you're absolutely right. This is part of a Democrat Party effort. Because Laura, Laura, I always get her name mixed up. Laura Loomer, there we go. Weird-looking Laura Loomer uh, brought up the fact that Taylor Swift, through an Instagram post, registered 40,000 Democrats. 40,000 Democrats. Mm-hmm. That is insane. And then we also have this story that you brought up about yeah, how. T- right. Again, she, she's brought up that the Soros family has shameless greed because they have their money caught into the record label that took so much of her money from her songs. And so she was tied to the Soros family through her record label. And she took to Instagram back in 2020 to talk about this. Uh, so this is not the first time that she's been associated with the Soros family and with the Democrats. Right. So this whole thing is completely arranged. There's no other way to look at this. And both of these characters are going to make a lot of money by doing this, Um, especially Pfizer. If Pfizer is involved with this and they create some kind of prenup, you can be sure that this is going to go a long way. And and like you said, you just don't make a commercial and it's produced and ready to go overnight. It's not that. Right. Now, do you want me to read what Laura Loomer said? Yeah, or yeah no? go right ahead. Get yeah, please do. So has Taylor Swift made a deal with George Soros and Alex Soros to get her the rights to her music back in exchange for getting Zoomers, basically the younger generation, registered to vote Democrat? Gen Z plus Taylor Swift equals Gavin Newsom. The only way Gavin Newsom gets into the White House is if people with influence start normalizing his radical policies like vaccine mandates and late-term abortion, which, as we all know, includes what they call post-birth abortion. Uh, Gavin Newsom is 100% backed by George Soros, his nephew, and he is the nephew of uh, Nancy Pelosi. In his old age, George Soros has turned his political empire over to his weedy little son, Alex. In 2024, Zoomers are officially set to replace Boomers. Taylor Swift registered 40,000 voters in a single Instagram uh, post. Taylor Swift launched a world tour, and she is destined to come back to the United States and end this tour in October of 2024. Now... To me, that says what? That says, you know, October surprise. If you're friends right. with the Soroses now, if you're friends with the, the Governor Newsom's, 
then what better way to come back into this country at the end of a long tour than by giving a massive Democrat rally? I can't think of one. Hmm. Yeah, and she has all the receipts, too. That's a, that's a pretty interesting thing by her. It is. Very interesting. I mean, it looks well, like she, she's, she's making the same connection that I'm making with Travis Kelsey, it looks like. It does. Now, Loomer, she's another, she's a different kettle of, of fish. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. but uh, a lot of the times she happens to be right. So it's at least fun to read some of the stuff I, I, I don't think she's doing the American Bolton show anytime soon. <laughs> Well, you never know. Have you asked? I have not. I have not. Why don't you try to get her on? That'll be fun. Sure. <laughs> so, so speaking of people I'm trying to get on, I am trying to get on Sarah Fields. Okay. Sarah Fields has exposed Harry Sisson this week. Yes. On, on uh, Twitter. Now, Harry Sisson has exposed her back. But yes. he's got some legal problems with exposing her back. Now, now for who's those you, Harry Sisson? Yeah, so for, for everybody that know, doesn't know. Harry Sisson is a snot-nosed little kid who's like 19, 20 years old, goes to NYU, and is a paid shill of the Democrat Party. Literally. He is paid yes. to post pro-Biden material. He's been on the payroll of the organization now for the last two years. All factual information. like that, And he... Not, not making any of this up. Right. So, and he, he does, tries to connect with low income voters in his Audi SUV. Brand new. Right. His starter car. <laughs> and so just to show people his account and oh, uh, type of stuff that he got to do, do, do Harry Sisson. There he is. So you can see here there's 172,000 people following. He's 21 now. Okay. 700,000 people follow him on TikTok. And all of the stuff that he posts is all anti-Republican content um, and all pro-Biden and Newsom, as you can see here. Now, and it seems like he mainlines Adderall whenever he speaks. Just he gets, horrible, horrible, horrible. Now, he said that there is a bomb threat, as I have up on the screen here. There's a bomb threat made towards him and NYU. And this other individual she decided <coughs> excuse me that mrs. she was fields. going to mrs fields sarah, sarah fields <laughs> not the cookies not the cookies yeah, right. although i'm sure they're delicious <laughs> she decided that she was going to contact nyu because she's an investigative journalist and find out did harry sisson actually receive a bomb threat and guess what there was nothing on record now according to the call the act it is absolutely vital that that gets reported or else you can lose your federal funding. And she went to the New York Police Department and asked for the police report, and she's waiting for the Freedom of Information Act. Now, since then, NYU has put up something onto their website, but it is not in chronological order, which means they went back and they put the information in. Uh -huh. But here's the really crazy thing. So Ms. Fields posted a video today that one of Harry Sisson's followers outed that she was arrested and got sentenced to two years for child endangerment, even though her husband at the time was beating her and abusing the children and it got expunged. Now she paid to have that record expunged 10 years ago. Who in the Democrat party went after Miss Fields 
and got the courts to open that file. That is very scary. The fact that this guy with 170,000 followers on Twitter, 21 years of age, has that much influence that when he's threatened this way, that they can get a record that's been expunged and paid for, opened back up to made public access. I think that's criminal. I think it's fascist. And she said she will be joining us next Friday on the show to talk to us. What? Right now she said that? Uh, I talked to her earlier today. I was trying to get her on uh, today's show with us. She's in a different state and she'll be traveling, but she said next week she will join Bolden and Michaels to tell her side of the story. Oh, man. Only if I can call her Mrs. Fields. Um, She did come out with – she did find the person that outed her. I don't know if you saw this tweet. Uh, The person's name is Hannah Hannah Thompson. Um, But what you're looking at here is what we've seen – what we've seen Trump going through is the weaponization and abuse of position of power. All of these Democrats, they no longer care about maintaining essentially their responsibilities in office. They don't even care about maintaining their oath of office like many Democrat uh, office holders. But the problem here is that you've got a whole bunch of social justice warriors. They think they're doing the right thing. Like, I don't know if you saw the BLM spokesperson uh, I think it, it went viral yesterday. Uh, she's coming out there and saying, well, looting, that's a, that's a type of reparations uh, because all these big companies, they've got insurance and they'll be able to get compensated anyway through the insurance companies. So you, you should be able to loot in the way to, uh, for reparations. I, I, a Gucci bag is not 40 acres and a mule. And I really think that you should reconsider saying things like that. So this is it's this emblematic problem of this social justice warrior taking the law into your own hands and interpreting the law however you see fit. I mean, look at what Trump went through with the Ukraine gate, right? Look at wh- how massively they abuse their power to go after Trump. Look how massively they're abusing their power hiding the, crim- the crimes of Biden's. I mean, it's ridiculous what they go through. When when does this stop? How does this stop? And don't say AI. It doesn't stop. I, I we're beyond the point of having it stop at this point. The government is completely corrupt. Um, you know, you have Rand Paul that's standing up there right now saying that the CR he's going to insist that there's no CR that can pass unless there's no funding for Ukraine, because the government should shut down if we're going to fund somebody else's government. And I guarantee you that Rand Paul will stand by himself or with 30 other individuals and no one's going to stand up with him. And so people of principle are gone. If we don't have people of principle, then you have an abuse of power. And if you have this individual like Harry Sisson that has these people that can play dirty this way, then what do you think is happening to our congressmen, our congresswomen and our senators? They're the same game with the lobbyists. You know, it's it's, uh, the house of cards mentality that once these people get in, they're, they're bought and paid for uh, to enrich themselves, but they're no longer serving you and I, or very few of them are. There might be a few good apples, but most of the apples go bad after being next to the other apples for a little period of time. Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we saw this week the judge, and this is another abuse of power, <laughs> the, the judge in the Trump case. She's clearly biased. Because in prior yeah. instances, what's her name? Uh, Chuck 
I, I can never pronounce her name properly. But she, she's out there saying, well, I have real concerns about uh, January 6th and why isn't Trump behind bars or something along those lines. And she refuses to recuse herself from the case. I mean, these people sincerely think they are doing the will of God. And that's the problem of all this. This is belief. They truly believe this kind of mentality. And that's the most disturbing part of all of this, because how can you argue with belief, right? Trust the science. How can you argue with a phrase like that? Are you going to say, oh, no, you're stupid. You don't trust science. In this case, oh, do I not believe in democracy? Do I not stand up for the Constitution? Despite, you know, behind closed doors, I say the Constitution is outdated and malleable. I mean, these people, it's, it's bizarre. Do, do you think your vote matters? Nope. Not in New York. <laughs> yeah. Not in Delaware. Yeah. Not with electronic voting. I don't voting. think mine does either. No, no, I agree. Not at all. Not at Ugh. all. It's, all right. it's Winner, winners and yes. losers. Before, yeah. And, and, and I should also say, Michaels, you said at the beginning, it's getting tiring doing these type of shows. It is. It's getting tiring because nothing's changing, right? We, we can talk about this stuff till we're blue in the face, but without an action plan, without people that are going to stand up and demand better, which no one's doing. It, it just means that we are literally blue in the face. And that's really frustrating. It's, it's, it's why I think I change up the content on my shows from time to time. Like I did, it's a small world after all, talk about nihilism and existentialism because to me, it's, it's my sanity to not talk about that. So I would invite you to join me in the challenge to talk about some things that are deeper um, than just the politics on everyday shows. Because I think it, it's going to be more important that we help people open their brains up to their philosophical thinking ability, their spiritual thinking ability, in order to be able to make informed decisions in the future. Because obviously us pointing out the fact that we have corrupt individuals all around us, that doesn't give anybody the opportunity to do things as an action plan. No, I, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing today. Like next week. I feel as though I've lost a bit of my spiritual character by focusing on all these political topics and mm -hmm. it just doesn't go anywhere. I mean, basically what are we? We're ESPN for politics. We look yeah. at the mess and we analyze it, but does our opinion really matter? No. Uh, <laughs> NFL is still going to rig the games. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Do you want me to go with the winner first? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Okay. It's going to go to mansion and Romney. Do you know why it's going to Manchin and Romney? No, I don't Because know they passed a bill saying that there is a dress code in the Senate and you must wear a suit and tie. Yes. I'm very sorry, Mr. Fetterman. <laughs> yeah, F Fetterman definitely, uh, you know, and the, my favorite was it was a unanimous decision. Did, did Fetterman vote for it? <laughs> <laughs> and this comes right after Chuck Schumer said, well, we live in different times now. A suit doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> represent the character of a man. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. All right, well, my winner of the week will not win because I know my audience and I know that they won't click on this person's name. But if my audience is being honest with themselves, this person did win the week because they got a primetime spot with Hannity. And they elevated themselves up to a presidential candidate for the Democrat Party. And Gavin Newsom is by far 
the winner of the week because he didn't have to do anything other than show up the Fox and debate with Hannity and make all the Republicans sound like the absolute asses that they were. And he did a great job at it. And let me tell you, if Newsom is running for president against any of those individuals, the Republicans have a real problem. And that's an honest take and assessment here on a Friday for everybody. Now, it won't win because I know no one will want to click his name. I know my audience. So you'll get that one this week, Michaels. <laughs> but maybe if they listen to the show and they hear the reasoning, they'll click on it because they understand it. You're going to be more confident in your choice. You got to yeah. say, you knuckle draggers, you're not doing the right thing. I'm right. <laughs> I am right, but I just don't have a lot of faith that they're going to want to click on it. That's just the honest. Loser right. of the week. Yeah. I said it earlier. Uh, the loser of the week is Travis Kelsey. This guy is turning into an absolute paid shill. And while he might be the winner of the week for some people, because Taylor Swift and him are a couple, he's a loser because he's selling you all out in order to make that happen. And uh, so he is my absolute loser of the week for selling his soul to Visor Pharmaceuticals and the Taylor Swift. What say ye? My loser of the week is Neil deGrasse Tyson, somebody that I've met before. And the reason why he's the loser of the week is because he had to be backed into a corner to admit that there is a difference between men and women, particularly men competing in women's sports. He fumbled around, he wouldn't get to it, and he had to be shoved into a corner to say, yes, there kind of is a difference, and men maybe have an advantage in women's sports. So Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, is my loser of the week. (laughs) He's a nice guy. When I met him, I mean, he's got a baritone voice. I mean, he rattles the plates every time he says something. Um, and he's very okay. charming. Did 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 you see? Did you see uh, the kicker this week that started in the NCAA game? No. All right, give me one sec. This is great. So, what? So, <laughs> no. let, me, let me let me pull this up. So so, what's the background is, to this? So uh, Jackson State has a kicker. She was signed to the team because of an injury. And uh, this is her, her, her. And here's the story of the day right there. That is Lalani Armenta. And she's going to play and she's going to kick off and maybe even do some field goals tonight for the Jackson State Tigers. Of course, she was on the Jackson State women's soccer team. And because of injuries this Just week during it. practice, she's going to get her shot tonight. <laughs> to be a kicker and what an impressive young lady has been and a chance for her and I, I'm sure she's pretty nervous at this point but they have her out there and sweat football <laughs> is underway and the first kick is short what? and will be fielded by the Wildcat <laughs> the first kick is short hold on what on earth <laughs> I'm nervous at this point I but can kick better than that and sweat football is underway. That thing didn't even go 20 yards. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, what, what, 18 yards? Does somebody show Neil deGrasse Tyson, show him that video before he says that girls are of the same elk as men in sports. Yeah. (laughs) 
I had to show you that. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, the knee brace should have told you it wasn't going to go well, but. Yeah. And somebody should tell her that a soccer ball is not a football. It's a yeah. little bit different of a dynamic. <laughs> oh, my. Well, it's been another fun time. You know, hopefully I, I uh, am able to get to Epcot tomorrow before I get on my plane flight back up north. Hopefully they let me on the plane. Like, I don't think they're doing like uh, beaver scans anymore, are they? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't if think they, so. If they do, well, tough. Let me uh, let me just end the show. Oh, yes. Now we're taking we're the in. final the f- temperature. The final one. What are, We had 100.4 at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We had 100 halfway through. And now we're anxiously awaiting the results of the third thermometer reading. Now, I'm especially glad that uh, it's a thermometer that you put in your mouth rather than anywhere else uh, because I didn't know what kind of show we were going to do tonight. I didn't really think (laughs) it would be that bad, Uh, but I'm glad to see this. I, I honestly think you're actually going to be lower now than you were at the middle of the show. Mm. That's what I think. Maybe it's because mm. of my Reiki mumbo jumbo. Maybe I've been doing that throughout the show. You never know. Because I, like I said, in the past, I think I brought it up on your show. I actually uh, helped somebody that had COVID by using my Reiki abilities. And it was a very bizarre experience. Uh, their fever spiked uh, because it's a sign of the immune system. And then uh, they they got better. What is it? What do we got? One oh three, a hundred point four, a hundred point four. Back to where we began. Back to where we nothing began. nothing happens. Man, you yeah. got to do something well, about this. Did you get the manica, honey? I, no, I couldn't get it where I'm located. I don't have a car, so like I'm at the. Uh, I can walk to a Walgreens, and that's about it. And they didn't have it. They don't have it. I got right. Reg- no, I got regular honey. Um, so I've been. Downing regular honey in the meantime. Mm. You need manica. I'm surprised Walgreens doesn't have it. They usually do. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have it. So I'm going to write a letter then. Yeah. Dear Walgreens. <laughs> in my Why time of need, <laughs> you dropped the ball. All right, Michael. All right. So next fun. week, a lot of fun. Next week, next, next week we're going to try to get Mrs. Fields on. Yes. <laughs> we'll have some chocolate chip cookies while we do the show. I know. I fun will. time. all right greg (laughs) all right michaels everybody we hope that we honored your time well once again it's been live with bolden and michaels we will be back next friday to do it all over once again you've been listening to america emboldened with greg bolden and chris michaels here on the america out loud network be bold america